Welcome to Global Truth Center. So my talk today is a question. And the question is, how does it get any better than this? Now here's the thing though. Even though it's a question, how does it get much better than this? How does it get any better than this? Even though that's a question, I'd like to suggest it's not a question. That it's a statement and a very strong one. And sort of like, like when you say like, isn't it a beautiful day? Are you really asking for people's confirmation that it's a beautiful day? No, you're saying, isn't it a beautiful day? And you're acknowledging it. So same thing here. How can it get any better than this? It's an acknowledgement that it's amazing right now. How could it get even better? And yet, we keep ourselves open to where it could get better. So um, the question becomes, is that where you are in the midst of this whole thing, in this pandemic, this year of isolation, all the things that have happened in our lives? Are you at that point where you can say, how can it get much better than this? Now, it probably sounds ridiculous for me to say that in this particular moment in time. But philosophically speaking, energetically speaking, and scientifically speaking in terms of metaphysics, to be clear, it's the truth. How can it get any better than this? And when we say that, we're actually leaving room for the universe to answer us. And in a good way. How can it get any better than this? Watch. And that's what the universe says. But it only says it based on the belief you have about the statement itself. Because really, if you're saying, how can it get any better than this, sarcastically, or hearing it and going, really? That's your statement, and that's where you are, and that's where we start this talk today. I love his, this line, um, don't limit yourself like that. And it's such a great hook, too. Don't limit yourself like that. It just sounds great, and it feels great. Um, but we do limit ourselves. We limit ourselves every time we think anything that is not at that place of, how could it get any better than this? We limit ourselves. Because as soon as we're thinking it, we're creating it. And that's where I want to start this month. What you are thinking is creating something. We know that. We teach that. But I think we teach it. We know it. We understand it. But do we embody it? Do we believe it so wholeheartedly that we are smart enough to stop thinking the things that are creating the things we don't want? That's what I want this month to be about for me. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, there is a limitless power at man's disposal, his mind, which is the one mind. Now, I know that sounds simple and a lot of you are like, we got that in Science of Mind 101. Yeah, we did. And yet, I've gone through 101, 102, 103, 104, 201, 202, 203, 204, 300, the practicum, ministerial one, ministerial two, and then 18 years of ministry. And I still read that sentence, and I'm getting goosebumps, I read that sentence that my mind is the most powerful tool I have because it is the one mind. And I feel like I am just, just starting to understand what that means. This one mind, that there is one energetic field, this one quantum energy that I am. 
and that this individualized expression that I am is just the, the, the funnel. It's the, it's the tool used to unleash all of that. And all of that is nothing more than pure creativity. That's what it is. So when I hear that Ernest Holmes quote, there is a limitless power at man's disposal. Just listen to the word limitless. There is a limitless power at man's disposal. Don't limit yourself like that. Don't limit yourself into thinking you are a tiny part of this. That's where the I am God comes from. You are the entire limitless power of the universe. The one mind, yes, showing up as my mind, my individual mind, but just because it's my individual mind doesn't mean that I am not the entire one mind thinking through me as Mindy's is through her, as Margaret's is through her, as Daniel's is through him. And yet, when we back it up, drop down that tunnel, we back it up into the allness. And the problem is, the problem can be that sometimes we don't live from the allness. We live from this, this myopic little place where we see the world and all of its problems. And then when we say, how could it get much better than this? We don't mean it. We actually don't even say it. I'm glad that you actually said it in your song. So the theme for, mo- for this month is creativity. And by the way, um, there is, uh, in the Science of Mind book, it says 147 times the word creativity or creative, creative factor. So my talk today, how does it get any, it's any, how does it get any better than this? My whole point today is this understanding of creativity. There's, um, Ernest Holmes calls it the creative factor in the book. The creative factor. There is an aspect of you, frankly, to to take it from 1927 to today, there's not just the creative factor and there's not just an aspect of you. It's the allness of you. It's what you are. You're nothing else. You are nothing more than creative energy. That's it. There really is nothing else for you to be other than creative because if you're going to tell me, well, no, I, I can also be, I, I can be, you know, dynamic or I can be sad. Those are attributes. Those are personality traits. But it's all part of you using your creative essence, the truth of who you are, to create those things. So there is nothing else for you to be. So when he says the creative factor, I think we've grown past that. Our, our innate ability to think. You know, I just gave a test to the practitioner class, and one of the questions was, what does Ernest Holmes say is the greatest discovery of mankind? And uh, I had to laugh. One of the students said fire. And, I, and, and I'm not, that, whoever said that's probably listening, do not think I'm laughing at you. That was a great discovery, fire. Um, but Ernest Holmes said that the greatest discovery of all times is when man realized that he or she could think. Thinking. It's the greatest discovery of all time. When man suddenly said, I think, therefore I am. And I am because I think. There is this creative essence that you are, the innate person that you are, the authentic self that you are, and that is your creative self. Creativity. I've only said that a million times in my ministry. So why today is it hitting me so, so deeply? Um, I think partly because of Daniel's song and that he is jumping 
he's, as, as Rick Tamlin talks about, he's taking a gulp. He's, he's moving to another city, starting a career with a band, with a, with a recording studio. And that's the ability we all have to take a breath and just jump. Why? Because we are nothing more than creativity. I think sometimes we talk ourselves into thinking we need to just settle down, get calm, don't do anything, just listen, listen, listen. All that's good. I meditate every day. But if it's not moving me forward and if it's not causing me to take a leap and take a jump and be willing to go out on a limb no matter what, then I'm not using my creativity properly. I'm using it as self-preservation. And guess what? That's covered already. You're already self-preserved because you are God. So you can let that happen. Let that just be because it's already there. What if we just said to ourselves, everything's covered. My job's to create. Ah, what would that feel like? Everything's covered. My job is to create. I don't know. That sounds like a good recipe to me for a happy, joyful life. Ernest Holmes said, also, he said, all thought is creative. All thought is creative. But then he said, all thought is creative according to the nature, the impulse, the emotion, and the conviction behind the thought. And there's the rub, isn't it? How can it get any better than this? Okay, what's the nature? What's the impulse? What's the emotion? What's the conviction behind that sentence? What is the conviction behind your thoughts? If all thoughts are creative, all thoughts are not equal. You may think, oh, that's scary. And, and like kind of just like there's a 2% scare factor in there. But you say it, oh, that's scary. But it's not really scary. Or like Audrey was talking about, you know? Yeah, I was disappointed. How disappointed? Did you drop into disappointment? Did you pitch a tent there and then maybe build a condo to live there in Disappointmentville? Or did it just come and you go, I'm disappointed and it's okay? Didn't have a lot of juice to it, so it just went by the wayside because the juice was, but I understand the truth. That's what this is all about. Yes, all thought is creative. Yes, your mind is thinking at all times. You are creating in every moment of your life, but are you creating purposefully? Are you creating with conviction? Daniel's going to Philadelphia. How much conviction is there in that young man to get everything he wants out of that situation? Because I think sometimes we go hoping, we go saying, well, let's see what happens. No, I don't want to see what happens. I want to see what happens and then go live it. That's how we use our minds. And that doesn't mean that there are times when I go, I'm willing to let this unfold but it's not see what happens because I have to trust and know at the center of it all, it's gonna unfold perfectly. And then I can use my mind because Ernest Holmes has another quote in here about our, our imagination. He says this, later in the book he says, the imagination is what's creative. Backed by conviction, it propels your life in the direction you set for it. Please tell Brad to listen to that quote. That's his word, propels. So if the imagination is creative and if backed by conviction, it propels your life in the direction you set for it, then one of my questions to you for this month is how much of your imagination are you gonna let out this month? If creativity is the energy back of imagination, 
And if we're going to focus our month this month on the creative aspect of who we are, which is the only thing we are, then the question has to be, how much imagination are you willing to let out this month? How free are you willing to let your imagination roam? You know, Kevin and I are looking for a second home in Palm Springs. And our real estate agent sent us a picture. He said, well, do you want to go look at this place? And it popped up and I was like, wow. And I'm looking at it, but I hadn't looked at the price yet. And I'm looking at it and I looked up top and it was $7 million. And I was like, I hope he's kidding. <laughs> I do know, I do have a little bit of responsibility when it comes to finances. Not that anybody would ever sell me a house for $7 million at, the, at this particular moment. Or would they? I don't know. Um, it was a beautiful house. My first thought was, though, I, I, I can't clean that much of a house. It's way too big. And then I was like, no, I'd have a cleaner. I'd have, I'd have housekeepers every day. And, and I'd have a, a yard person, I, which I have now for the house I have. Um, but I noticed in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, $7 million home. For some people, that's too small. So my imagination was, and, and Kevin, Kevin actually was really good with it. He went, I, I, as soon as I win the lottery, we're just going to buy it. And I was like, he actually thinks he's going to win the lottery someday. Don't you, Kevin? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin actually believes he's going to win the lottery. Now, here's the deal. I know I'm not going to win the lottery because I don't play. I don't buy the tickets. And I just, I don't buy them because I know I'm not going to win the lottery. So if I know I'm not going to win the lottery, and I don't really want to take the time before you all sign to mind me to death. I don't want to take the time to convince myself that it's a possibility in my life. I'd rather just go, I'm not going to win the lottery. I'm not wasting the money on it. But Kevin, he can win the lottery. And that, since he's my husband, means it's half mine. So I am good with that. I am totally good with that. And then he can buy that $7 million home that I can live in as joint property. So how much, how much are you going to let your imagination expand this month? That's really what we're here to ask ourselves. That's what we're here to know. So um, how can it get any better than this? You have the infinite ability to make your life whatever you want it to be. Do you know that? Do I know that? so clearly that I don't ever, ever, ever use my mind to think myself out of what I want. I don't live in the yeah buts. How many of you still have yeah buts? Yeah, but I know we all do. I have them. And yet everything we teach, everything we know, everything backed by conviction, life will propel you in the direction you set for it. I know that. It doesn't, notice it doesn't say, backed by conviction, your imagination, your creative essence will propel you in the direction you set for it based on your income, where you are. But it doesn't say any of that. It just says backed by conviction. The problem is my conviction sometimes is built on my past and on the present worldview and on race consciousness that has brought me to this point in life. So yes, we are in the midst of changing paradigms. We are in the midst of jumping over hurdles. And this month is a great month to just take our imagination, and certainly for you, Daniel, as you move into a brand new city that, that you know very well, um, to just let your imagination roam. Don't, don't set any limits. I can needs to be the mantra. I can. 
And whatever you choose that to be, whether it be a $50 million movie or uh, an amazing house in Palm Springs or whatever it is, or or a, 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 a song that goes global because it touches so many people's souls, whatever it is, that's where our imaginations need to go. That's where our creativity needs to go. So this month, um, so Boardwalk and Park Place, he gave you a great example. I love, I hadn't even thought about that part of it, that it's right before go. But we just played Monopoly recently. And I've always believed that Boardwalk and Park Place, when you bought it, meant that you won. If you can get both Boardwalk and Park Place, you win. And I always thought that was my goal. But this last time we played, someone bought Park Place right away, and I was like, unbelievable. I have lost the game, and we've barely even started. But I changed my strategy. I decided, could you hit that slide for me? I decided to buy all the railroads, and I managed to get all of the railroads. And the guy who owned Boardwalk and Park Place, occasionally someone landed on them and it cost them money. But do you know how many railroads there are? Every time someone landed on a railroad, I got $200. Needless to say, I won the game because I owned all the railroads. So for me, it wasn't about Boardwalk and Park Place, although I love your analogy of it, but it was about the R's. The R's, the RR, the railroad. I wanted everything with an RR on it. Pennsylvania, and I picked Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Railroad. I wanted all the RRs. So I decided today for our month to come up with the three Rs that we're going to live throughout this month. Are you all good with that? And it's not railroads. So it's three Rs. It's realize, recognize, revitalize. Now say that for me. Realize, recognize, revitalize. First, it's to realize that you are creative. Spend as much time as it takes for you to realize how creative your thought is. That you are nothing but creativity. And then recognize what you are creating. Which gives you the opportunity to revitalize anything that you are creating that doesn't really match up to what you want. Realize the truth about yourself. Recognize what you are doing with it. And then revitalize everything that you can in your life. I think we can get to the end of this month and have lives that are just suddenly, oh my God, I didn't even realize. How can it get much better than this? And actually mean it. Not just saying it or singing it, but actually meaning it. So, as we go through this month, realize, recognize, revitalize. 147 times in The Science of Mind, Ernest Holmes uses the word creative in one way or another. I know it's a big book, but that's still a lot for one word, 147 times. How many times can you use that word this month? I'd like to think it's 147 times 147 times another 147. This month is your month to really get this understanding that thought is creative, that you are nothing more than the creativity of life and nothing less than the creativity of life. It's time for us to realize it, recognize what we're doing with it, and then revitalize everything that we decide to propel into our future. Three final words, have at it. Namaste.
Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.